Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Garoppolo. Thrown down. Brian Burns gets there. Spider-Man. What a pass rush by Burns. See how quickly he got to the edge and got This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome to a brand new edition of the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast brought to you by Bet Online here on the Believe Podcast Network. So I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Sports Illustrated Panthers beat writer Skylar Callahan and Panthers all-time leading rusher Jonathan Stewart, who will be in with us here shortly. Bit of a smaller, condensed show tonight. Um, not a whole lot to really discuss uh, <laughs> on Sunday. Panthers fall to 1-11, 21-18 uh, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. Uh, just real quick before we get into what the meat of today's episode is going to be about, which is the college football playoff. And if you guys got anything you want to say about the college football playoff, who got picked, who didn't get picked, you can pop them in the comment section like we normally do. Um, give us your opinion on who should have been in there. Um, before we do all of that, though, I almost forgot. Well, I did forget to do this last week. Um, our read from a uh, bet online. The last of the major pro sports leagues are off and rolling and college basketball is ready to roll as well. Bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC and NHL are all in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the bet online. Uh, site today and remember to use our promo code believe b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that is bet online where the game starts and we'll start with uh panthers and bucks 21 18 losers to the bucks fall to one in 19 or one in 11 <laughs> <Pretty hard. laughs> i started thinking about it in this game i was like is this going to be the worst panther season of all time like i i feel like we're trending towards that track because i'm looking at the games that are left i don't know if we're going to win any of them I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I, I would say the divisional games probably you have the best chance in um, because, let's face it, the division sucks still. Yeah, I mean, that hurts the most. The, the, funny <laughs> thing, the funny thing about this is I was talking about this with my buddy who's a Saints fan, and we, we kind of came up with this idea of if you took the, the star players and formulated an all-star roster of the NFC South, would they even have a winning record? <laughs> who's, your, who's your quarterback, Baker Mayfield? Oh, gosh. Who's your head coach? Oh, man. James Allen, Todd Bowles, <laughs> Arthur Smith, Chris Tabor. Like, I mean, if you look at the receivers, you probably feel good about because there's some good receivers in this division. But outside of that, man, it's slim picking. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a tough year. Um, I don't I don't see another win on this schedule um, unless just some crazy things happen, which it is the NFL, and that does happen every now and then. So I'd, I'd be willing to bet something happens and they find a way to get a second win, but I wouldn't hold my breath necessarily. <laughs> I don't know where it's come. I mean, at this point, it's like it's become a game of – Hey, Trevor Lawrence is out. So really? I, we don't know, we don't know if, if, how long that's going to be. 
it, how long Trevor Lawrence is going to be out. So, I mean, yeah, but who's her backup? You know, CJ Beathard. He's probably going to have the game of his life. He's a Tyson agent. So, <laughs> so I mean, anywho, yeah, just, I mean, my only observations from the game from Sunday, I said it to, um, I was actually on something last week previewing that game. And, and I think I said it on Believing Panthers last week. We've said it every week. It's going to be the same script that we've seen every week. It doesn't matter who's driving the car. The car is still the same. Like, you know, like it's going to be a rock fight. It's going to be close. Uh, the weather didn't help. That actually added on to it. So it was just like a messy kind of game. Um, I don't remember if we had a specific. Yeah, no, Bryce threw a turnover at the end, the, the interception. So I was like, Bryce is going to give him an interception. Or the offense is going to do something to give him a turnover. We're going to lose by a possession. You're going to look at the box score and go, oh, man, this was kind of a close game. And it really, really wasn't. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what the, the reads were on that play, but I saw it live. And when I went back and watched it on replay, I was like, oh, my gosh. He had Miles Sanders wide open coming out of the backfield on the backside of the play. Um, no one was paying attention. I mean, he yeah. had a, a safety or a corner kind of draping down a little bit, but he could have easily just, boom, slung that thing out there. But – Tough way to lose. Felt like they had a chance. Um, if anything, they showed fight. So, yeah. I, and I've been having this, uh, I've had a back and forth with my guy, Monty Fatty from the Four Man Rush on Twitter about Bryce. Cause I really, the past two weeks, I've started to shift more towards from blindly defending Bryce because of the stuff around him to actually looking at Bryce. And I'm like, okay, yes, I understand the offensive line is trash. I get it. The receivers can't get separation. But there are times where there's, like you just said, there's open guys that he's missing. And I'm like, okay, if, we, if we're firing Frank Wright and you're firing Josh McCown and Deuce Staley's out the door too, and, you, and we assume Scott Fitter is going to be gone at the end of the year, although reports are starting to come in now that that's not necessarily a certainty. If they're the ones that built this roster, Scott Fitter in particular, for being here, what, three years? He has not drafted a pro bowler like in three years in these drafts, which is a huge indication that Maybe he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing. But we're supposed to believe that even though they messed up these other draft picks, some of them that came in on the field, that they got the, the biggest one right. <laughs> That's what we're supposed to sit here and just kind of absorb right now. That I mean, it it is kind of hard because, again, he's it, it'd be like asking a home builder to, to go build a house with a $2 wrench and a 50-cent hammer. I mean, yeah. he, he doesn't have anything to work with. <laughs> it's going to take some time. Um, but – Des, I did tweet this out today. Um, I'm sure you probably saw it. Scott Fitter's record – or the Panthers' record since Scott Fitter has been the GM is 13-33. and 33. That's a winning percentage of 28. Yeah. 0.282. So, oh, actually, that's, oh. that's that's pretty – that's actually uh, worse than Matt Rule yeah. um, in his yeah. tenure. So, I can't – I, I, I don't see a path or a scenario in which he stays. I just don't. See, and the problem now is because we gave up so much through multiple trades. We went over this in the last episode just to get Bryce. You can't just cut bait with him like uh, like Arizona did with Josh Rosen a couple yeah. years ago. Draft him in top 10 well, a year or so later. He's that's, gone. That's probably my only defense, I think, for Scott is, well, that part of, well, when Rule's here, he didn't have complete control of the roster, right? So, I mean, that could be part of it. But two is, look, if David Tepper sold on Bryce Young – I mean, Scott Fitter is the one that kind of fa- helped facilitate that trade. So you, if you're going to see it through with Bryce, you, I mean, do you want to see it through with Scott? Because if it ends up being the right thing and it works out, then no one really cares about this god-awful season. Like, it's just right. wrong. 
It just is a one off. So I, I don't know. I mean, it comes down to right now this season, uh, two thousand one, and um, which one am I missing? Uh, tw- uh, twenty ten. Yeah, those are the th- th- those are in the running for worse. And two thousand one, that was the one in fifteen season. They won the first game. I think it was against Minnesota, and then lost the, the next fifteen. <laughs> uh, that was Chris Winkie, I believe, at quarterback. Um, and that was the end of that was like John. Uh, that was. Uh, George Seifert, I think it was that era, and then John Fox came in right after that. 2010, that was the end of the John Fox era. That was Jimmy Clausen at quarterback. Uh, that team was different as uh, Mr. Jonathan Stewart joins us here on the Believe in Panthers podcast. Stu was on that team in 2010, like they actually had pieces. They just that now that was a team where you could parachute a quarterback in and go, like they actually had a left tackle, they had two running backs, they had a Hall of Fame wide receiver, like they had defense like they had all this stuff they didn't have a quarterback so 2010 is different 2001 was like we were still riding the wave a little bit from uh expansion era making it to the nfc championship game in 96 and then those vets they hired all retired and started moving on and then you really had to build the team so 2001 was kind of the bombing out of that this year i'm not sure what it is like i'm not sure if it's more like 2001 or well, no, I guess I just it's definitely it's like yeah, it's like 2001 because <laughs> 2010 they had a team there, they had pieces there that were former Pro Bowlers and still in their prime for the most part. Um, Stu, before we move on to the college football playoff, because uh, I was gonna get here about ten minutes, or so I don't want to get y'all's opinion on this as a former player of the uh, Pac-12 and as a current writer for the Big 12. Uh, what were your what were your uh, your takeaway? What was your takeaway from uh, Panthers versus uh, Bucks on Sunday? Oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, apologize for being a little late, but um, I mean, that all bad, you know, more good than previous weeks, and yeah, more normal, yeah. Um, and I think that's a, I mean, I'll start with Chuba. I mean, he's been the most consistent, um, I think, piece to of the offense, you know, this whole in- entire season. I mean. I'll even go back to the Seattle Seahawks game where we didn't run the ball that much. And yep. just looking at, you know, that was a winnable game. And and, and you you and, and seeing, you know, how well he has been playing uh, throughout this whole year, you know, um, that's a bright spot. Um he's actually gotten better think, as the year's gone on. He's one of the few. Yeah, it's, and I think I think, you know, there's a maturity level that has taken place throughout this year. You know, having Miles Sanders come in um, and him having, you know, to, you know, to really kind of show even more why he um, is, is, belongs on this team. And, you know, the competitive nature when you get a guy that um, comes in at your position that's just as talented as you are. And, 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 and I just love, you know, his professionalism as he's, you know, gone throughout this whole entire season so far. And just hopefully, you know, he stays healthy and um, he's able to just continue to you know, show how dominant he is as a runner. Because, I mean, you look at that second touchdown run he had, how he inside shouldered that guy at the goal mm-hmm. line. You know, that's that's something that's not taught. That's second nature. You know, that's something that's like within him. So um, and uh, I, I would say Mingo. I saw some bright spots with Mingo. Probably the best um, game he's had all year. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you you talk about, I mean, Steve Smith talks about Mingo um, 
in, in a very high regard. And I think you're starting to actually see, you know, what he's actually talking about. Um, you know, he's physical. And I think he's, you know, him and Bryce um, and their connection is just getting better. And I think that's that to me is positive because, you know, we can sit here all day and like we've been saying all year, it's a reset button and, you know, new staff, quarterback situation, you know, um, young guy, like people develop differently. Um, and we have to we have to be mindful of that, you know, in the sense of, you know, who these guys are on the field and their situation. Um, you know, I, what I saw between him and Mingo was, you know, growth um, right right before our eyes, you know, and, and I think that's a positive. Um, Mingo seems like a guy that, you know, when he does come into his own, it can be very special. Um, and so – and then, you know, everybody talks badly and poorly right now about Scott Fitter. But, I mean, if you look at it, I mean – the defense has been solid. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they've been solid because of the depth that they brought in, the guys that they brought in throughout free agency. And and that's a credit to Scott Fitter. And I don't I don't think people should, you know, ignore that um that piece. I mean, he brought in some very key figures um, you know, while he's been here that makes that defense, you know, go, especially while they're injured. Uh, We wouldn't be in any of these games if it wasn't for the defense. And so um, looking at that game, defense gave us an opportunity yet again. We're still, we're ranked seventh overall in total yards allowed on defense, which sounds insane when you say it out loud when you're watching these games, but I don't know if it's short fields or, or, or maybe it's just the defense doing their thing, but you're absolutely right. We haven't really had our full, Complimentary players. That's probably the healthiest the defense has been since week one. What we saw uh, on Sunday. Uh, it was good to see yeah. JC Horn out there. Um, yeah. So you know there there's some things they've got to work on. Uh, you know it's not like if the cupboard's bare. Like whoever comes in here next, they're going to have a defense. They're going to have. Well, I shouldn't say that because there's some free agents that they got to deal with. But they're going to have the ability to ha- start off with a defense and some sort of identity. That's what I was kind of waiting on on Sunday. What is the identity of this team now? And Play-wise, offensive play-wise, they look like the same playbook. There's still no pre-snap. Well, they were actually doing pre-snap motion in the beginning of the game, and then they just went away. And, run, and they they started they started the game out, you know, under center a lot, which I liked. You yeah, know, just yeah. kind of giving, you know, giving you know a different look and a different feel to the offensive line. You know, it's so important to, you know, allow the offensive line to figure out how to play together. I mean, they've been, you know. I don't even think like just looking at that last game, like it's not that we're our offense, our offensive line, them as players in general, they're they're not bad players. They're just in a system right now that they're trying to figure out just as coaching staff is figuring it out. Um, and it just kind of leaves them in, in this unfair disadvantage when they, they show up on game day. Um, because if you look at other teams, man, like other teams, they, they are kind of they're, – they're a bit seasoned. I mean, you look at, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals last night. They have a – you know, I guess their second-string quarterback come in the game. Like Joe Burrow. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, and, and basically, you know, you have a system that's, that's seasoned. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and it goes to, 
you know, like, I don't know what kind of explanation you want to give. Like, if you have, if you have like a car that's a sports car, anybody going to get in it and they're going to be like, yo, look, my man's got a, got a sports car. <laughs> but the man driving it has never driven a sports car, but because he's in a sports car, don't he must be rich. Yeah. Perception, must is money. Perception. Perception is key. But it also gives that guy the confidence that's driving the sports car. You know what I'm saying? Because he knows he's in something very valuable and something very special in the season. I'm glad you said perception because that's a good segue into what the meat of today is going to be because college I got here in the next couple of minutes, so I'm going to let him go first. College football playoff chaos. Um I, I, yeah, buddy. Um, uh, Skyler, Skyler writes for Russ Virginia, who's a member of the Big 12. Texas got in uh, along with Michigan, Washington, and uh, Alabama. I'll, Skyler, you go ahead. <laughs> what are you, your thoughts Man, on this? I, I, I could go for an hour, and if I didn't have to get off here, y'all, it's probably a good thing because you're going to get annoyed. But um, <laughs> look, in, in some respects, I don't have any sympathy for Florida State. The reason is because wow. – Wow, really? Well, no, hold on, hold on. <laughs> the reason is because West Virginia went undefeated in 1993 and should have been in the national championship game. They got left out because Florida State, who got into the national championship with one loss. There it is. <laughs> there it is. No sympathy there, but Florida State should have been in. What the hell are we doing? Thank I you. Mean, I don't understand. Well, look, you are an undefeated Power Five conference champion. No one's I ever been left care. out that way. Ever. I don't listen, care that George listen. Travis is hurt. And this is the reason. Even this Dan is the reason. Even Dan is, has been saying this is not the same team. You're right. It's not. This yeah, is you're a not. better team. You're not. Because look, this, this is the reason team. why I'm not upset. Because next year. This problem will be resolved. No, 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 no. I'm not doing that because that's the, the 80. No, because no, because this is, this is the reason why. Next year. But this that's, this is the reason that. why you can't be upset because they are operating under the policy that's already set. You should have already known this was going to happen. No, nah, you should no, the moment, no, no. The is, because this no, is bro. this is this underneath is the policy that's, that's the reason why. That's the reason why next year they're changing it. Here's next year. Here's where they messed up. But what I do hate, I I hate it. I do hate it for the players because at the end of the day, the guys that show up, they play to win. And that's not their fault that the world and the the people in the committee is saying, hey, look, the chances of you going out there and winning is slim to none. And the thing is, TCU last year, okay? They earned it too. They they earned it, yes. But what happened when they got up there? They, they won the game. semifinal game, and then they got blown right. out by the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. Like that could have been anybody. Blown out. You can't use TCU in a Florida State. Like you just can't do what? that. What? Look, this is, this is this is where this is where the committee messed up. I don't have a problem TCU, with them putting Alabama TCU's in over team State. Last year was put together. There was no injuries, no Florida, nothing. Florida State was unfortunately, this is where they messed up. Is 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 hurt. I don't mind them putting Florida State my, five at Alabama at four. It That's hurts fine. my heart they to know that these guys State had to watch the Georgia. They put Florida State above Georgia. Is Florida State better and than Georgia? Was like, let, they was left to, they were left out in the dry saying, God, dog, no, I thought we was going to get in. Is Florida State a better team It hurts my heart. Is it? Are they better than Georgia? 
No. Then why are they ranked higher than Georgia? That's where they messed up. They put them at five, not the six. Policy, listen, all of this jacked up, but that's the reason why we can't feel bad because it's already a system that's jacked up. No. So you need to come on, man. You can't say it, you can't break because it's bad get system. <laughs> here's my final thing before I get out. Florida State. Even though Florida we State can, we, a good team. we can say that the, the system is what it is, it doesn't mean that it, they didn't make the, the right decision. Or you not. Might as, like, but you might as well say if they get into the if they make it to the championship and they lose, you might as well say, hey, here's a participation trophy. But what if Florida State makes Georgia eligible. Here's the thing. What happens the then? Thing. What if Florida State Florida makes Georgia State, Florida State won two games with their second and third string quarterback, while the other two teams that got in lost the games with their starting quarterback. Yes. You can't go to Texas. You can't go to Alabama. You can go to Georgia and say all you had to do was win to get in. To Florida State, what are you going to say? Don't get hurt? Yeah, don't break your leg. I mean, as long you're going right, you're you're to punish everybody Tyler, else on that team. You're going to punish everybody else I on that with team. You, I'm I'm with you. I wish you as a hurt. As a, as, as, a, as, a, as a former player, it hurts my heart. But what I'm trying to say is there's nothing you can do about it because they these, – listen, these people operate off of money and policy, period. True. That's True. what they do. They need to be up front. So what, so what are so what are we going to do? Blood. Bashing our heads, Skyler. You've been bashing your head against a wall all day, all week about this topic. They should so, just tell us the truth. They, just tell us the truth. You wanted the two best semifinal matchups. That's what they. That wanted. is the you truth. Leave they didn't yeah. tell us that. They They're telling us that Florida State doesn't have, have a chance. They're, they're they don't have to tell you that. They don't have they to tell you that. They know Then they didn't need to tell us why Florida State didn't make it. You know what I mean? They didn't have to go through the trouble. That's my problem. I don't care that, that Alabama got that in over Florida State. That's fine. Of, that could be one of the three reasons. The other two mean more. Tell us that. Tell. That's why I'm mad at the committee. That's my, see, I don't even got the Tell button. Tell them why you're mad. Tell them why you're mad. <laughs> I got the button ready for the. That's why I'm Listen. not mad at the committee for putting them in. I'm not Listen. mad at that. I, I completely understand the argument. Last thing, I, I seriously got to go. gotta get out of here. Yeah, I seriously got to go. So, all I'm gonna say is. It, whether it's the right decision or not, in my humble opinion, you cannot punish the rest of that team for overcoming adversity. Florida right. State overcame more adversity than anybody in the in the college football playoff. That, those guys deserve to be there. They've proven that they can win games with their back quarterback. It is Absolutely. purely subjective to yeah. look at this and say, oh, they can't go out there and beat the, the number one seed. You're project. You're projecting at that point. Your job's That's not to project. Yeah, you're projecting. Your job is to put the four teams in there that are supposed to be in there. So you're supposed to get a chance. They well, I respect the chance to get grassroots. I promise you, I'm going to come back on this show next week and and finish my 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 segment here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off here and I'm gonna I'll rewatch this because I, I want to see you guys go at it. So y'all go go for it. I'm gonna grab my popcorn when I get back. So. <laughs> It's got like for Sports Illustrated. Um, but no, that's my thing. I don't care that they put – I even see the argument for putting Alabama in. Like, yeah, Alabama-Michigan, that sounds like a great semifinal. Uh, Washington yeah. versus Texas, that sounds great. Is that better right. than Michigan-Florida State? Probably. But don't say that Florida State is a worse team when they did oh, everything you, they you So you about the principle. You, yeah, you like are, don't lie to us. The principle, okay. exactly. Like don't say that they're the principle you know? too. And the and the principle is what hurts, right? The principle of all this is that you play the game to win. Florida State has done that, yep. despite what they've gone through. So give them a shot. 
okay, well, you're not giving them the shot because you don't want a bad product on the field when it comes to this big money spending and the money that's coming into uh, the championship run for these four teams. And and that's what you would like to hear, but you ain't going to hear that. So that's why I'm saying, no, I don't like, you can't feel nothing. You got, you got to get over it. I feel for these you kids. Get over I do feel, I feel for the kids. Because the Florida State the kids. kids, they poured the – I mean, Florida State's been down for years. Like, this was the, the right. reemergence of Florida State. And then somebody asked this question to me the other day, and I was like, you know what? I don't know. What if Florida State was 13-0 and and all this had happened, they're on their backup court. Everyone keeps saying third string, but the second string guy has a concussion. They're not going to play till January 1st. He, he would probably be playing that game. What right. if Deion Sanders was the head coach of Florida State and not Mike Norvell with Florida State? That's got a him? great. That's a, oh boy, you didn't you didn't hit a whole nother switch. <laughs> you know how we don't believe in my whole mind shift. So now you got now I got it. Now my whole brain didn't went away from everything I just said. Now you're seeing what I'm saying. They put in Alabama but, because of Godfather Nick Saban and and the the, the, the reputation. So what you Desmond? What you really saying is what we already know, and what you mad about is that they just won't tell us that. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Like, just be upfront with us. Like, we want the best two matchups. Don't be like, well, Jordan Travis, you know, broke his leg, and we don't know if they can beat him, and blah, blah, blah. Y'all, you already circumvented that in 2014 when you let Ohio State in, and they were on their third-string quarterback, Cardell Jones. And what did they do? They blew out Wisconsin, got to the playoff, and won the whole thing. Yeah, they don't – the problem is, is that when you're dealing with people making a lot of money like that, they ain't got an answer to us. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> that's what we're that's how they treat us. That's really how they treat us. But it's, it's but, the, no, they're trying to answer. They don't have to, yeah, but they're they trying to explain to. themselves. They like they know they got their hand caught in the cookie jar. Like they, they see. I think they expected if we leave Florida State out, there's way less Florida State fans will be mad at us than if we leave Alabama yeah. out. And there's gonna be a whole right. state of Alabama mad at us that we left Alabama out two years in a row. Like they weren't gonna no SEC team at all in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's what it came down to because you couldn't put Georgia in; they just lost to, to Bama. Yeah, and you know, Nissan. You, you, where's Nissan built at? Uh, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> but you know they got that. You know they the uh, Heisman. They the they, they oh, the, yeah, the Heisman. Heisman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know the Heisman car is like, hey, 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 hey. we got a lot of dealings with Alabama. <laughs> what <are> y'all doing? <laughs> got a lot of Heisman guys over here. <laughs> uh, I will say, Michigan, Michigan and Washington deserve to be in the spots that they're in. Like they absolutely, they're, they're probably and the two best teams in the country. Um, my problem, Alabama's gonna mess this whole thing up. <laughs> gonna, you know they are. They're gonna mess. They're gonna end up being national champion. Now they are. I, know I don't question. think so. Well, I don't you think. So, I feel like Michigan should beat Alabama. They feel like they've been the best team. But it's I, feel like Michigan, I feel like Michigan is the closest op, like they're the closest team to Alabama and how they win games. Yeah, I will agree with that. Harbaugh, man, the way he builds these teams, it's just yeah. that's another thing, too. Somebody brought up. Why are we mad at Alabama and not talking about Michigan? And while they're included, sure. their coach got suspended twice this year. They're in the middle of a cheating scandal and they're sitting at the top of the pole. Ain't nobody saying nothing about them. <laughs> so that's, it's, basic, that's that's basically because everybody does what he did. Basically. Yeah. Because when we asked you about it like weeks ago, you just, we were like, is that a big deal? You're like, no, <laughs> not really. Everybody does it. So. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. <laughs> what was the other that's thing I suspended for? He bought like three cheeseburgers or something like on a recruiting trip for some kids or something like that was the first one back in the summer. Because remember, he had to miss the first three games of the year for that. Because was hungry. He never, well, he didn't report it or something, or he lied about it or yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. It was something stupid. At the end of the day, with all this money flying around in NIL, I don't want to Dude, there's 1,100 kids. You got quarterbacks. 
You got quarterbacks in the portal that's worth $4 million. Are you kidding right. me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Caleb Williams. I'm probably coming back to school. Like, he already, he's right. already taking himself out the bowl game, so I guess he's coming. But, yeah, he yeah. Pro- man, I think somebody told me Bryce Young made, like, a couple million dollars in NIL money in, like, a year. Yeah. <laughs> like, for last right. year, he was at Alabama. Like, that's nice. some of these guys do. Man, they don't even need to go. Like, they're, they're set up. And now the NCAA setting up this whole thing where the schools can pay them directly through a trust fund and all this other stuff. It's pay for play. Like you use about a decade too too early. Like, yeah, because if, if I was like, you know, I could have been like a super, 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 super senior. <laughs> like eight year senior. <laughs> like some of these places. Up, man. Up a little bit. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, and that comes circles back around too, because Jim Harbaugh was actually in Charlotte today, um, which threw up some alarm bells there. Uh well, not alarm bells, but some bells and whistles. Uh, not for what people think, although he might have snuck over to BOA while he was here. Um, he, the number one, I don't, one think, that's, I don't think that's allowed right now, so I don't think that would happen. Well, uh, they can't talk to coaches whose teams are in the playoffs, um, mm. until the divisional round, but that, that ain't Jim Harbaugh. They can talk to him, they can talk to college coaches, whoever. Um, yeah. he was here visiting Jaden Davis, uh, the, the quarterback at Providence Day, who's committed to Michigan. Um, he's the, I think he's the number one quarterback prospect in the country and their second. They're number two wide receivers going to Michigan, too. So it was a house visit, but it was in Charlotte. Harbaugh called last year. Things are open. I, I'm kind of we were talking about Scott Fitter and if he was going to stay or if they're going to let him go. I could kind of see a scenario where Fitter remains, but the general manager like roster stuff kind of goes back to the coach like the way it was with Matt Rule. I'd rather uh, Jim Harbaugh doing the power that Matt Rule had than Matt Rule having the, the power he had because we've seen Jim Harbaugh kind of yeah. build teams before, you know. Um yeah, 49ers were they were they were they were real dominant with Patrick Willis. Yeah, oh and man defense, and they have Frank Gore. Ooh, um they was out there doing their thing, man. It was incredible to watch. The identity. But, like they had identity. Like you knew what they yeah, were about. You, you know? knew what they were gonna do. Especially with Frank Gore back there. I mean without Frank Gore, they'd be in trouble. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially but, the very beginning. And then he found Kaepernick. Game, Kaepernick came in and, and, and they really did their thing for a minute there. So uh, I don't. So we'll keep an eye on that too. The Jim Harbaugh stuff. Um, and then, like I said, with the college football playoff, it, we it's going to twelve next year. And the argument then will be, you know, who are the who are the three lost teams that are going to get in in the eleventh and twelfth seeds or whatever? Is twelve too many? No, that- I don't think so. I think that I think that's pretty good because I mean you'll be able to get a mixture of like who really belongs, right? You get yeah, yeah, you know guys that are like you know right there on the the fringe of top ten, and you know those guys beat somebody that is top top four, top eight. Then you really got you really get a good idea as far as you know the the, the competitive level of the NCAA. That's another, that was another telltale sign. This was a steal by the committee. Like they literally, I think they went into this last week and were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. If this is what, if this is what happens. This is what we're going to do to make this right. Cause if, cause Florida state's quarterback's been hurt for what? Two, three weeks. Why didn't they drop right after they kept them at four this whole time until the last week when they actually won. <laughs> like why wouldn't they have dropped them then? It's the same argument, right? That's a good argument. I mean, everything that I was everything that I was saying earlier was basically like, look, Florida State, do they deserve to be 
in the playoffs? Yes. Yeah. Every last play, every last one of those players deserves a chance to be able to like be awarded, you know, this opportunity to be able to play on a level of excellence because that's exactly what they've been all year was excellent. You know, they've been able to prove by being undefeated that, Hey, look, we are the best or at least one of the best without our starting quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and too, like, and and at the, at the end of the day too, at the college level, you never know what could happen. You know what I'm saying? Like a star could be born, like with Alabama's, you know, we've seen time and time after time again with Tua and Jalen Hurts, that whole situation where one guy goes down and the guy comes in and still wins, you know, a national title. Kind of robbed so us like, a potential storyline. Like, what if Florida yeah. State had won the whole thing without their yeah. star quarterback? That would have been a huge thing, uh, yeah. not just for Florida State, but the ACC. I feel bad for the ACC because to me, it's almost but I, like. But I honestly, I, honestly, I honestly think you can blame TCU last year. Yeah, that was Stephen A's thing too. But Stephen A messed so it up. You messed it up. That, that's that's the biggest thing. So, but yo, look, man, I got a chat. I got a jet out. These yeah, days. this is gonna be a short episode anyway. Uh, so, because I, I got something right here at six thirty. So, uh, uh, right, again, man. we didn't really hit a whole lot on Panthers Saints. So, a whole lot or Panthers Bucks, Panthers Saints this Sunday. I believe it's at one o'clock on Fox. Um, yeah, we'll have more with that, and some by then we'll have a little bit more information in terms of the Panthers front office. What's going on there? we'll kind of dive a little bit deeper into the personnel that they have and what they're trying to do. Cause we'll have two games to kind of look at and figure out if anything's changed at all, or if they're just, you know, going through the motions. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. what that is, but uh, yeah, we're going to cut it right here for uh Skylar Callahan from Jonathan Stewart. I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening and watching a condensed version of believe in Carolina Panthers for this week here on believe podcast networks presented by bet online. Keep at it. All right, bro. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.